Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle, and I'm excited to bring you another amazing person to this interview series. I've got Amy Sanders with me today, and Amy is a entrepreneur and, from what I understand, multiple companies that you've built quite successfully. She's a master certified business and life coach, and I'm excited for us to dive into her story, but I know that um, you had gone through some pretty hard rock bottoms and completely turned your life around, becoming very successful. So I'm excited about that. And I also, as I look more into you too, I'm excited about talking about your guys' family. I think you guys have seven kids. Yeah, uh, so, seven kids. So balancing life and business, we're going to talk about too. And and um, I mean, she's been an inspiration to thousands of people in weight loss, mindset, relationships, and business. You run your own podcast too, and very successful person. So Amy, thanks for your time today. Well, thank you. It's always an honor to be on someone's podcast and so thank you for having me. And then also when people introduce me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so weird having having people talk about me. But but yes, it's been quite the journey and I love sharing my story. So thank you for having me here. Yeah, my pleasure. So let's let's actually talk about that. I want to kind of go back to where you were and maybe even hitting that rock bottom. Life's great now, but I know there were yeah. some pretty serious things that happened. So let's talk about it. Okay. So I like to I like to start where um my life started you know, as a child, obviously, like as a child, different influences pave the way for where you go. And as a child, I was told from a very young age, just to say yes, no matter what you just say yes. And if they are your elder, um, out of respect, you say yes, and really turn away from yourself at all costs. It doesn't matter how you feel. You just say yes. Hmm. And also don't ask for anything. And if you do ask for anything, I'm going to tell you, no, that was, my parents did the best they could with it they had, but that is really how they raised me. So, um, and I tell that because fast forwarding, I like to tell people how much of a people pleaser I was. And I still admit that I'm a recovering people pleaser. Okay. <laughs> I'm a recovering people pleaser, but I was so far away from who I really was that when my first husband proposed to me, we had been dating for three weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> very important, a very important detail. We were dating for three weeks and he got on his knee and proposed. And when he proposed, he didn't even have a ring that was done. So it was just like, he opens up this ring and there's like these empty prongs of where a diamond or some stone should be. And we're in a complete blizzard and I didn't even want to be outside, but he's like, no, come outside. We're going to go on this walk. I'm like, it's freezing outside. He's like, just come. So I go and then he gets on his knee and he proposes and I don't even know what to say because my body is telling me, no, like, do not do this. This is not what you should mm -hmm. do. I have all of the signs internally of like, this is a bad choice. And what I said was, well, um, did, did you ask my dad? Mm. And so he's like, yeah, I did. And I'm thinking, when in the world could you have asked my dad? You've met him like one time. It's been three weeks, but he's like, yeah, I did. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, what did he say? And he's hmm. like, well, he said yes. And I was like, oh, okay. Then yeah. I mean, that is how I answered my proposal to my husband, the wow. biggest decision you can make. And I like starting there because that just shows like how far away I was of actually listening to my heart, listening to what I wanted and choosing me. And so I entered that marriage. Uh, it was pretty rocky from the start. And even you know, it was, is that it was unhealthy. We ended up having three kids. And when we got so bad to the point to where, I mean, I remember looking, I had so a daughter and then two boys. And 
I remember looking at my boys and it was, I still wasn't listening to me. I knew that this wasn't the life I wanted. I felt like I was like looking in the mirror and being like, this is so not what I envisioned for myself. And I like, didn't even recognize myself. It's like, who are you? Like, why are you allowing to be treated this way? Anyway, um, just all the things. But I remember looking at my boys and thinking, I don't want these cute little boys to think that how their mom is being treated is acceptable mm. because I don't want them to treat women the way I'm being treated. Mm. And like step. So again, I wasn't listening to me as much as just like, what do I want for my children? Mm. And that was enough to like start the ball rolling of getting out. Now in that marriage, we were very poor, but I tell the story. And if you've listened to some of my stuff, you've heard me say it. When I left the marriage, I was even more poor. I didn't know that that could be a thing, but I had to make like deals with my landlords. Like, Hey, if I, if I paint the staircase, can I deduct rent? If I weed, you know, I like got really strappy, but, um, getting away from that marriage is what helped me say, okay, well, what do I want? Yeah. And how can I, how can I move forward? Um, listening to my heart. But not from, I don't want to say like from a place of like selfishness and sometimes people take it like that. It's like, no, when you're true to you, you're showing up authentically, you're able to give so much more to everyone else. And so um, that's where I took it. And I started like little things like, what do you want to do today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this sounds good to me, you know, so it was like little. And then from there, my life started changing and evolving. And I'm sure we're going to talk more about it, but and then I met my now husband. Yes, we have seven kids. So I'm a mom and a stepmom. Um, and we, yeah, I've created a lot of companies. It's been an amazing journey, but it's also one that I look at and I'm like, wow, like it's incredible. You can, you can literally change your life if you believe in yourself. And if you just stay the path, like I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going, you know? So in a, in a long winded short story. There you go. There's, there's yeah. the Amazing. story. I, th- I think it's so interesting because I think so many people are in a similar situation where there's things in their lives, whether that's a relationship, it's a career they're in, it's, you know, but there's so many situations where they're not listening to that inner guidance. They're not listening to, I know this isn't what I'm supposed to do, but I continue doing it. And for you personally, having been there and done that in a very significant way. What have you found? I know you've coached lots of people too. Why, why do you think more people don't listen to that voice? I think out of fear. Yeah. I like, you know, you get scared, like, and it's like fear and that you don't actually believe in yourself, which I didn't. I was like, who am I to think that I can do, you know, whatever it is that I, now that I've created a lot of things, like it's that fear and it's the, the lack of belief. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have all these people around you that tell you that you can't or don't try it. Like when I was leaving, um, so I grew up in a religion that's just like very strict and all the things. And I mean, when I told my family I was going to leave my husband, I mean, people disowned me. People didn't even want. Really? I, I, had, I lost friendships. Um, I was, it's like, I felt like I was wearing the scarlet letter, but it was the letter D like, don't hang out with her and her kids. She got a divorce, you right, know? Right. And so anyway, you have all these people around you that you think you're friends or your um, support group. And then they're telling you that you can't. I mean, my dad, when I told him I was for sure leaving my ex-husband, my dad sat down and said, well, um, you can't do that. You've made a commitment. 
And I was Mm. like, right. And he's like, he treats you poorly. Yes. But you made a commitment and you need to stick to that. And you have three kids. And I told him I'm not going to do it. And he said, well, you have baggage. Like he'll go on to remarry, but you have all of this baggage as in my kids and myself. Mm. No one's going to want you. This is my own father. And so, and when I say this, it's like, I think a lot of people listen to those people you know, this is my dad. These are my friends. These are, so we listen to these people like, well, I, they say that I can't do it. Who am I to think that I can? And also they're going to judge me. We get so scared of judgment Mm. that we don't, that we don't actually like listen to what we want. Yeah. Yeah. So it's letting go of some of those things. Yeah. I I think it's one of the harder things in life. It doesn't have to be, but it seems like it's one of those harder things when you truly start to listen to yourself and not all the voices around you. And um, one of the things I love sharing with people, as I'm sure you do too, is just this idea is that the, the only person that can know what you want and what's right for you is you, mm-hmm. no matter how well-meaning they are, even your dad, right? I mean, those are pretty intense things he's bringing. Why was he saying it though, from his perspective? And of course he loves you and in his model of the world, that's what would happen, right? So yeah. it, uh, all they can give is what they know, but they don't know what's best for us. So, um, Let's talk about this. So there's people listening right now. Some people are doing really well. Other people are feeling kind of stuck. Other people probably on their way up. But I want to talk to maybe if, and we all get stuck at times. So whether we're doing well or not, I want to talk to that perspective. So when you're feeling stuck, Mm -hmm. life's not going the way that you want to. Let's talk about some ideas, some strategies that can help people get unstuck. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. So I like to teach what I call the model. I learned it from Bert Castillo, if you guys are familiar with her, but um. It's just a thought model and you may teach it too differently. I don't know. But when it comes to uh, doing something, achieving something, or like when you're feeling stuck, mm-hmm. being stuck is breeded from a feeling, you know, we're feeling a certain way. And mm-hmm. so we act from that feeling. And I want to back up and talk about like, so circumstances just are the circumstances mm-hmm. are something you can't change. It's things that are happening in your life. Um, like death is a circumstance, how you view how my dad dies is going to be different than how I view how my dad dies. Like you probably won't even shed a tear and I'll be like sad for months, you know? So it's like right, circumstances right. just are whether yeah. they're good, bad, whatever. Yeah. It's how we view them Yeah. that dictates everything. So how we think about our circumstance is how we view it. And from every thought breeds a feeling. Sometimes that feeling happens. We think faster than the thought, but there's something that's bringing up that feeling. And so if you are feeling stuck, I would ask yourself, how, what are you thinking about? Yeah. What are you thinking about? Because when you're feeling stuck and you have this like feeling of um, lack of motivation or whatever it is, that's how you're now going to start showing up in your life. And so the actions you take are, they're breeded from a feeling. Mm. And your actions, you know, we know that actions create results. And so if you're feeling super motivated or say you're going on vacation, you're so excited for this vacation. How is your energy? How are you showing up? What are you doing? Like you're packing your bag. You're like planning what you're going to do. You're so excited for this, for this vacation, you know? Yeah. But if you have, let's say a podcast to film and you're like, I just don't feel like doing that. Mm. How are you going to show up? Mm Mm-hmm to, you know, you're going to like be dragging, turning on, turning on the computer. Like, you're gonna, I don't even know what to talk about. I don't know. So, you know, I've been in that space where I'm like, I just don't want to do this. But as soon yeah. as you hit record and you're like going, you're like, oh, never mind. This is great. You know, it's just mm. like, so when it comes to someone getting unstuck, it's the same 
it's the same situation where it's like, okay, why are you feeling that way? Mm. And then ask, like, is it actually true? Because thoughts, we have like upwards of 60,000 thoughts a day. And if you're a thinker, it's going to be even more. And if you're in trauma, because mm. a lot of people can be stuck because they're in trauma. If you're in trauma, it's going to be even more. So if you're thinking mm. 60,000 thoughts a day, that's a lot of thoughts. That's a lot of thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of thoughts. 90% of them are negative self-talk mm. for the average person. So if you're thinking, okay, 90% of those are us like dissing on ourselves. Yeah. Then yeah, we're going to be stuck. We're not yeah. going to be like, you know, so it's like stopping in your tracks to ask yourself, is this actually true? Is it serving me? What else can I think? I love that. I think that's so important. Just what you talked about is that life just is circumstances are right. And it's, uh, you know, the thoughts behind it, the meaning you're giving it, which is causing the feeling. So what you're talking, I'm sure you're a big fan of, of journaling, I imagine, but even mm -hmm, yeah. you know, to take those thoughts or to ask those questions, what am I thinking about? that's causing me to feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the truth is you're never actually stuck. It's just, you know, the thoughts about it. Okay. So you, you start with that. So what am I thinking about? You're starting to examine that you're becoming aware. And then is it serving me? Now mm -hmm. what? I realize so okay, is it serving me? it's not serving me. Yeah. yeah. So it's not serving me if I feel stuck, right? Yeah. So it's not serving me. What? So you, now you can move into like what I call a, um, Oh gosh, I'll just like left my mind, but like, a, um, it's like leaving the, the word I want is leaving my mind, but sure. on purpose, like, okay, so what do I want to intention? Believe? Yeah. Like intention, right? Like an yeah. intentional model. So yeah. what do I want to believe? And yeah. it might be a bridge thought like, oh, say, okay. Say that you think you're terrible or, um, I'm not worthy or I can't do this. Some of those thoughts I'm learning to love myself or I'm mm -hmm. learning that this can work for me or mm. I'm starting, I'm starting the belief that I can have this successful business, whatever it is. It could be a bridge one, or it could just be like, yeah, I'm a badass businesswoman. I mean, I told my, myself that all the time when I didn't even believe it. I was like, I'm awesome. <laughs> but, but just like over and over, like I can do this. If someone yeah. else can do this, she did this. I, why can't I, you know? So it's moving into that. Yeah, you can, I can, yeah. whatever that thought is. Okay. And then from there, uh, it brings a completely different feeling. A lot of times ones that totally get you unstuck. And then it's just like, you're going to go back to your old patterns of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so give yourself grace. Like you're learning how to train your brain, basically. Like you're changing how you're viewing the world. That yeah. takes a little bit of time, especially if you've been down this other road for so long, you know, so just give yourself some grace. But that question that like pause, like, wait is this serving me? What can I believe to be true yeah, about yeah. this situation that will change the trajectory of how you're feeling, which in turn will change like how you show up your actions. And then from actions, we get our results. So it sounds yeah. really easy and it yeah. is technically yeah. easy, but it's just the yeah. implementation like, okay, no, I'm, I'm choosing to do this over and over and over to where it becomes easier. Yes. Yes. Can you, I've never heard the word used in that way. I, I the concept, yes, but you called it a bridge thought. And I think yeah. that if we could dive a bit deeper on that, because I find many people that are watching, listening, they're already into personal development. They might even have their written goals. They've got their affirmations and everything. And so many people I find struggle with yeah. the idea of I'm saying this affirmation, I am this thing, I am that. But then the feeling of course is totally opposite to it. And, yeah. um, 
Can you, can you expand more on that bridge thought idea? Cause I think that's a really yeah. powerful concept. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the bridge thought a lot of times people think if they just say affirmations, then, then it's going to work. But if you have this internal belief that it's a lie, then it's not going to stick. And I yeah. think this is where a lot of people fall short is it's like not sticking. Yeah. And so I have a couple different things I do around this. If you're okay with me sharing. Yeah, it. please do. Um, and yeah. first the bridge thought, the bridge thought is something that you're you can believe. So let's say weight loss, like say you mm -hmm. want to lose weight, but you've tried to lose weight so many different times, like doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so a bridge thought is something that can take you from like the, I'm like skipping on my words. Sorry about that. Like the bridge <laughs> thought is something in between, like I'm learning that I can love myself. Yeah. I'm choosing to believe like, it's like something yeah. that's in between that doesn't feel like a lie anymore that you can believe. Yeah. Even, maybe something like, I, I like knowing that other people have been able to move from where I am. Something like that. Right. You can believe. Yeah. That. I've seen other yeah. people do it. I know that yeah. I can too. Right. I am. I am. Um, I have like a whole list of bridge thoughts written somewhere. I should have pulled them up, but, but yeah, oh. they're just like, they're anything that can, that you can believe in the interim while you're learning yeah. to like weight loss is easy. So right here, the right. weight loss one is like, weight loss is hard. It doesn't work for me. Okay. 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 And so then the bridge thought is like, if it works for others, then it can work for me. I'm learning that it can work for me too. Yeah. I am doing the things, you know, whatever those are that will breed more weight loss. It's just like anything that's in the interim. That's like, okay, I can believe that thought I am mm -hmm. learning to love myself every day. Mm -hmm. I am, I am taking the steps to, you know, it's just like the in-between to where it's not hitting so hard where I could, uh, that's a liar. Weight loss. I'm a, I'm a liar. Weight loss is hard or right. Uh, business is hard, whatever it is. It's like, okay, yeah. what can you actually believe in the, in, like in between to where then yeah. in time you're like, no, this is true for me. I yeah. do love myself. I do love my partner. I do. I'm learning to believe, or I'm learning to think about more positive thoughts towards my partner, whatever it is, you yeah. know? Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to talk about with that is, um, when it comes to to these like affirmations that a lot of times don't land. Like people yeah. are like, I do affirmations every single morning and my life's not changing. Blah, yeah, blah. yeah. Yeah. I, I also like to tell them to journal. Like if you have certain things you're trying to achieve and it's like not happening for you yeah. and those affirmations are just like, why don't they work for you? Mm. You probably need to do some self forgiving, forgiving or forgiving of others. Mm. Because if you, uh, are holding on to, so say, let, let's talk about money, like that you've been bad with money in the past. You have all these money blocks and like yeah. money still is not coming. And you're like doing all the affirmations that money comes easily and frequently. And like, you know, you're in yeah. this like whole thing and it's like not working for you. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. probably have a lot of blocks around that, you know, we're talking about money specifically. And so what you can do to release that is write out like different thoughts that you have different things that have happened in your life around money that have been negative. Mm. You're probably holding on to those. Mm -hmm. And then you literally need to forgive each one. It might be that you're forgiving someone for the wrong that they've done to you financially. Mm. It might be that you're forgiving yourself. Maybe you stole something in a store when you were little mm -hmm. and that's there or that you were really, you know, you weren't good with your money. And so mm -hmm. you have to go through and you really do forgive each, each one from a full place of forgiveness and then it makes room for those affirmations to stick because mm. otherwise like your brain can be like, no, I don't believe you. No, mm. I'm still holding on to this. 
-hmm. your subconscious mind holds on to so much. And so it's like, if you can let go of that and forgive Mm. and remember that if you have to forgive someone else, forgiving is actually for yourself. It sets Mm -hmm. you free. Mm-hmm. holding on to resentment doesn't. And so doing those two things, the bridge thought is really helpful. But then also if you're feeling stuck, like look at what's gone on in your life, mm. you might need to do some forgiveness and then the affirmations can stick. Two such powerful exercises. I think so many people, if they're, whether it's in their business lives, their health, their personal lives, whatever, that it's so easy because of past experiences to, even though you want to think a new thought, they're struggling with accepting that thought. And I love what you're teaching with the bridge thought. I mean, that was worth our interview alone right there is amazing (laughs) concept for everybody to apply is the idea of a bridge thought that if you're struggling with that in any way, in believing in the new you that you want to become, the bridge thought I think is one of the best strategies you could ever use because it's a true statement. There's no argument from the intellect or the rational mind. But instead, mm-hmm. you can start to accept it and move into. I, I I really believe. I think that the highest form of creation is I am something, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, however, to get ourselves in that bridge thought, and then, you know, it's interesting you bring up forgiveness. I'm reading "Happiness Is the Way" by Wayne Dyer right now, and oh, yeah. uh, it's actually a, a book of his that after he died, but it was a combination of different talks that he did that he turned into a book. The chapter last night was all on exactly what you're talking about. On oh, amazing forgiveness. And the impact of that. And he told a story about how his birth father, who was a lot of like, not a very nice guy, not a very nice guy. And he never got to meet him. And he finally found his grave and he spent two and a half hours of forgiving him, even though he never met him, but for all these horrible things, forgiving him for all this stuff. And he said it was a life altering experience. Yeah. Went on to write his first book. And, you know, of course he went on to make, make history. Right. But totally. So I, yeah. lo- I, I love you teach that. Um, let's switch gears. You've built five <laughs> successful companies, You millionaire, multimillionaire. I want to hear some business tips in, in all your business building. What would you say, maybe two or three of the top lessons you've learned in building a business? Okay. The very first one that comes to mind is trusting other people. Hmm. When you, when you start, when you start building these businesses for me, I'm like, I can do it better. I can do it all. You know, so I became the bottleneck of, and this was a hard lesson for me to learn. And I still think I learn it. Like I'm still learning it in times, but, but trusting other people that they, they, their brains, more brains are better than one. But also if you hire the right person in the right position, they're going to be able to take your business a lot farther than if you try to do everything. Mm -hmm. And so if you're new to business, that might be a little bit down the road for you, but be open to that. Like, what can you, um, delegate to give you more bandwidth to do what you're good at and let them do what they're good at to push your business forward. That is yeah. the biggest lesson that I've learned and I've yeah. learned it the hard way. <laughs> yeah. So I was really good at being the bottleneck. So that's right. number one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's impacting a lot of entrepreneurs is that even the idea of I can do it faster, I can do it better. And it's like you say, it's something they could easily be delegating or getting somebody else to do to focus on those high value priorities and what you're great at. Yeah. Yeah. This helps you move so much faster and also gives you more time to enjoy the rest of your life. Like I said, Mm -hmm. we have seven kids. Mm. We have a lot of family life going on. It's like, I was so stressed doing so many things all the time that I didn't even want to do. And so, uh, that would probably be my second bit of advice is look at what you love to do within your business Mm -hmm. 
and live there, like do what you love so that every single day you're excited to get up and do it. Like for me, Mm. coaching and doing podcast interviews, like this kind of stuff is what I love. So why am Mm. I going to do all these little things that take my time that take energy from me when someone else can do them that actually likes to do those. So it's kind of like number one, but like do what you love within your business and live there. Powerful lessons, super important. Uh, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, going from, and again, as I watch some more of your story and you you tell it in some of the videos and episodes, but being a, when you talk about being a broke single mom, I, the McDonald's story is the one that sticks out for me. And, but you went from there to the opposite of that. And, uh, I know we could go back to beliefs and thought process. I know that's a massive part of, you know, rewiring our brain for financial success and, um, but yeah, if you were to give some tips on creating more specifically financial abundance in your life, mm-hmm. what, what might be some of the other things that you would want to walk someone through? Uh, so when we do talk about belief a lot and the belief is number one, so yes. we won't totally go back there, but just know that like, you have to believe that it's possible for you. I yes. do a ton of manifesting. I do stuff every single morning as far as like getting in the right mindset so that I have an awesome day. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to what you want. I would say another thing that's really been like served me really well is my 10 dreams journal. So every single morning Hmm. I write down the dreams, but I write them in the, I have, I am, you know, statements Mm -hmm. of like manifesting them into my life. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, you do have to do the action behind it. So build one thing at a time. I've tried to build multiple companies at a time. It's really hard. Okay. So focus on one, like focus on your baby and as it's growing, just put all of your energy in there, but action has to be part of it. Like, what are you doing and how are you showing up to your business? Mm -hmm. If you want a multimillion dollar business or you want to be like a multimillionaire, are you showing up as a multimillionaire or are you still showing Mm -hmm. up as like someone that's like making Mm $20,000 with the scarcity mindset with all the things? Like if you were already in that space, show up from that place. Like if I was this, how would I be in my business? Mm -hmm. Well, you would delegate. Mm-hmm. You would call shots. You wouldn't be like, um, back and forth. You would make decisions quickly. You would look for new opportunities that would push you forward, you know? So that's, that's one thing I've done. Um, another thing is I'm a huge advocate of like multiple streams of income. Okay. So I am which is why I have multiple business, right? So, yep. uh, putting the right people in the play in places like we've already talked about, but then, yeah. uh, like, okay, so this can bring in money so that I can focus over here while this is still going, you know, it's like, mm. so we have multiple rental properties now. Um, mm-hmm. we weirdly have an Amazon store and a Facebook okay. store. Okay. Those yeah. are weird. Uh, <laughs> we have, a a swimming lesson company where we like run 300 kids through a 10 week program. I'm wow. like, we have multiple things yeah. that just bring in income and we also have other forces of residual. Mm-hmm. So look for ways like be open. Mm. to what else can come in and then doors will open. Like I didn't ever think I would have a Facebook store. Why would I even want that? Yeah. But because I was always having the conversations of like what people are doing that came into our lap and I didn't, all I had to do was set up a few things and then other people run it. Well, sure. Let's do it. Wow. You know, so just being open. I don't know. Hopefully that was (laughs) somewhat clear, but that is clear. And I think it's so great too, is the idea of, you know, when you're building a business to start, build it, get it up and running, right? I think sometimes people are chasing too many things at once. Um, but then I love how you talked about that last tip there of just being open 
And, um, you know, when, again, pretty much everybody listening is things they want in their lives. Many of them are asking for more financial abundance and something they're sending out universe. Give me this God, give me this. And, um, but then very fixated. And I know I've been like that at times in my life, very fixated on it. It, it needs to come this way. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, this, this is my plan and this is how it's going to happen. And, um, I think what you're sharing is, is that when you can actually like the Facebook store is such a great example of, you were never planning on doing that. It was no. never even on your radar, but you're open. Yeah, and, I'm open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and things come. Like, yeah, right. People will have conversations with you. Like, you meet new people. They're like, oh, I'm doing this. And this is, you know, we also have it's, I don't even know. It's like this merchant account. Okay. Now, this is not a ton of money, like, but it's something that comes every single month. So, my husband and I, it's like $2,000 a month that just gets deposited into our account yeah. because yeah. we own a merchant account. That other people run it's two thousand bucks like why would we say no to that and we had a, it took us a few hours to get everything set up yeah and so like okay so yeah we also have a merchant account i don't do anything for that like i sent yeah. i signed some documents here and there sometimes but yeah, yeah so being being open um and knowing that you just don't you don't know like where where your life will go last year we bought <laughs> I decided that, you know, a beachfront property sounded really great. I mean, mm. it sounds really great. Right. But it didn't mm. make sense for us. I didn't think until I started looking into it. I'm like, actually we could do this. Mm. So now we have a beach property in Florida. It was pricey. It was like over a million dollars, but guess what? We Airbnb the thing and it creates more money for us. And in one year it went up 300 grand and 300 grand in equity. So during right awesome. now, like where everything's going down. So it's like, what if I wouldn't have done that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I, I, I love, you know, multiple streams of income creating that. I love the business conversation. Many people listening are already entrepreneurs, but even for those of you that aren't, is there's so many ideas that will show up in your life, like what Amy's talking about and opportunities and everything. And man, when you can start to get involved in something like that, that doesn't maybe require a huge amount of time for you, mm -hmm. but can generate that extra income. I mean, ultimately it's bringing you closer to freedom, right? Yeah. Which I think Virtually everybody wants more of, for sure. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk about, uh, for people to find you, connect with you. I know you've got uh, your website. Can you give us that real quick? Yeah. So my website's just my name, amysanders.co, so .co. Okay. And um, I also have my podcast, which is the Thrive Her podcast. I work a lot with women, okay. teaching them, you know, similar concepts to you, like what's possible and showing them that they can. I love getting my hands on a woman, showing her what her strengths are so that she can live in her strengths. Mm. And as she expands those, just like show her how she can open up doors for herself. Like we're all such powerful people. I love to see people like step into their power and live from that place. So cool. On, on that note too, um, anything that you're working on specifically right now, that might be a great resource for them or for them to look more into. Yes, I am going. So a few times a year I open up, um, a small group type coaching program mm. that is called thrive camp. It's a 12 week okay. program. And if you're interested in a lot of the mindset stuff that I've talked about, that's what this is all about. And cool. so you come out of the program, a totally different person, but you also come out of there with like a lot of new relationships. And I have, um, like I said, it's only a couple times a year and it's going to start again in March. So that's coming up. Doors are open. So okay. if they're interested, cool. come and join us. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we'll send people there. And then what's the best social platform for you? Oh, just coach Amy Sanders on Instagram. All right. Right on. 
Um, love today. I love this conversation. And uh, I mean, we could talk for a long time and we didn't even really dive into a lot of manifestation stuff, but I bet we could go back and forth for days on that. Um, (laughs) So in closing, you know, when we're recording this, it's the beginning of 2023 and people are going to be listening at different times. But one thing that's common is, you know, most people they are in seasons where they're looking for, I want to make a transformation in my life. And whether that's rock bottom, like you were at years ago, or they're thriving now, but it's, let's take it to another level. What would be your closing remarks for how do I really go on and make, you know, this year, the best year of my life? Uh, One is the cave you fear holds the treasure you seek. Can you say that? The cave you fear holds the treasure you seek. Okay. And so regardless of what, like, if you're scared or whatever, like, I want to make this the best year ever, but you're like, I don't know how just move through that, move through whatever feeling that's discomfort or whatever, like move through that. And then you will grow, like you'll grow so fast and so much so that you can make this year the best year and just stay focused. Like Hmm. whatever you want, you can have, but you do have to put in your time. It doesn't just come because you've, you know, you're doing the manifesting, the manifesting is important, but then you have to do the work Mm -hmm. to have that come into your life. So, um, move through any kind of negative emotions, emotions, just are like, they're not going to kill you. You're not going to die from them. They might feel bad, Mm. but you can move through those bad feelings and then become such a better, confident, more powerful person that can have an amazing year. So staying in that space. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that. The cave you fear holds the treasure you seek. Is that what it was? Yeah. So good. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Break through that. It, um, listen, everybody, I know you love today. Make sure you share the episode with somebody. When you do, tag Amy, tag myself, connect with Amy as well. If you're new to the show, click subscribe. And if you can leave a review, that'd be great too. Amy, I want to thank you for the time today. I know so much of what you do is how do I make an impact in the world? And I know today's conversation is going to help with that. So thanks for everything. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. You bet. <laughs>